wonderful Radio Flanagan with me, Paul Flanagan. Anyway, so I decided, you know, it's time to do another podcast. <laughs> but for the life of me, I was, I mean, I have a whole list of things to do that I want to do, um, including getting a co-host and doing the, uh, you know, the anchor co-hosting thing. And I've got, um, oh yes, my, uh, the, the Fab Four's French Frolic. <laughs> That's the Fab Four's French Frolic. Uh, that that's going to be a quite an interesting one when I get around to doing it. That's carrying on from um, leaving college, in, going in between college and university, and with some friends we went on this mahusive um, hitchhike down to the south of France. But that that's going to be later on. So um, this um, podcast is, as you've seen, entitled "How many pairs of shoes do you have?" <laughs> now. I mean, the reason that I did this was um, I was just sitting here thinking to myself, I wonder if there's any, like, random subject generators out there, you know, that will just, like, give me a, give me a subject and then I'll do, uh, I'll, do, I'll do a little chat about it. And um, I can't tell you some of the f- subjects that I got picked the first time around because they're just, like, not the sort of things that I would normally talk about. It's, like, would probably get me banned from various places. But, yeah, this question came up. How many pairs of shoes do you own? Now, I don't know. Um, I, you know, I'm just in, in, in the process of actually doing the podcast. You do these things, and I just treated it like um, a subject at school or at college or something. So, so what do I know? So my own experiences of shoes, <laughs> my own experience of shoes, again, getting kicked up the arse, but my, my own experiences of shoes... Any um, and I've actually got it written down here: shoe-related stories, as if a story about shoes might be bad enough. I might also have shoe-related stories. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> uh, and then I, I did the um, I did the ultimate, and um, I've got my other phone because I can't uh, record on um, anchor and do um, look and look at Google at the same time on the same phone. So I've got my other phone. And I logged into um, Google, and I've got some amazing facts about shoes. <laughs> Honestly, seriously, if you've got something else to do, this could be the time to do it. <laughs> but um, it's, it's Thursday afternoon. Is it Thursday? No, it's Friday. It's Wednesday, sorry. It's Wednesday afternoon. Uh, I've just spent a long day on the laptop, um, you know, lots of spreadsheets and stuff like that. And I'm not really... You know, my brain's not, my brain's frazzled, to be perfectly honest with you. So I wasn't really up to, um, you know, doing anything exotic, um, you know, like um, uh, coming up with something fantastic and, uh, and do a, a four-hour podcast. A four-hour podcast. Apparently there's a gentleman who, um, uh, and he's an extremely, you know, uh, popular and talented and probably has lots of adverts and earns lots of money, um, podcaster type guy. And um, he just podcasts that are up to four hours long. Uh, and I was commenting on this the other day um, on Facebook, as you do. Four hours long. Bloody hell. <laughs> Who has four hours in their day to listen to it? <laughs> I mean, that was my big question, was the length of a podcast. Like, Who has four hours 
to listen to a podcast? I mean, do you spend like all week listening to it, you know, breaking it up into like 15 minute segments over, I haven't worked this out by the way, so, uh, over like four days or something like that? I mean, I really don't know, you know, how are you supposed to do it? Uh, and then by the time you finish one, it's time to start another one again. Mm. So yeah, uh, I bet he's not done a four hour podcast on shoes. Anyway, um, how many pairs of shoes do you own? So, yes, well, ooh, you know, I'm no Imelda Marcos, <laughs> and um, although apparently, and uh, this is actually quite true, actually, and uh, I, that we have a shoe cabinet here in the apartment, um, it was actually one of these Ikea things, and it was supposed to be uh, an Ikea uh, cabinet for putting uh, groceries in. <laughs> Can you hear that? <laughs> There's somebody dragging something around outside. Anyway, it was supposed to be a, a cabinet for putting groceries in. and uh, But I thought, oh, that's narrow enough. We'll make that a shoe cabinet. Well, there's not really a lot of room in it for shoes properly. You know, the, some of them are bagged up and shoved at the bottom, that kind of thing. But um, as my good lady wife pointed out, um, they're all my shoes. <laughs> and none of hers. Now, <clears throat> that's quite interesting because I, I only wear about three pairs of shoes. Uh, not at the same time because that would be silly, <laughs> but <laughs> but I have like um, a pair for work, you know, proper you know business shoes, lacy up black leather shoes, you know, for work. Went away with a suit, like you know, um, and then a, a good pair of sneakers, and that, you know that's really it. Oh, and sandals. I'm not a keen sandal person, you know. Um, um, my good lady wife is is a keen sandal person, and we wear sandals all the way through winter. Where her feet get battered to death by you know the elements, but she'll still. The only time she doesn't wear them is if it's really snowing, in which case then she'll put on a good pair of sneakers or um or some Wellington boots. Yeah, Wellington boots. <clears throat> do you remember when? Do you remember when you were a little lad or a little girl even? Because you know that's you know or a little like some when at a time when you didn't quite know what your gender was when you were gender neutral child. As, oh, really? Anyway. So, when you were little, and you had a pair of Wellington boots that were too big for you, and you know the floppy ones, and they would, like, slap around your legs and, you know, make it sore around the tops of your legs, uh, just below your knees. I always remember that, and it, we were always told, no, keep your Wellingtons on, because it'll keep your feet warm. Yes, but it's it, it's biting away at the tops of my legs. <laughs> you know, I'm going to collapse from, like, having raw skin, you know, rubbed down to the bone. Anyway. But, yeah, so Wellington boots... And uh, and carpet slippers. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know if carpet slippers are um, just like an English thing. I'm not. I'm not hundred percent sure to be honest. But um, but yeah, I always have carpet slippers, and uh, they even go with me when I go away uh, on business as well. So things that I pack in my business case. Um, it depends really where I'm going, so so I, I may stay overnight first and go and see somebody. So, in which case I'll be wearing uh, my good sneakers, and I'll put my business shoes in the case, and then I'll always take my carpet slippers with me. You know, and that that, that might seem a little bit odd. I, I don't know how many people do this, but um, when I go away on, on business and I'm staying somewhere. Um, you know, maybe if, if if it's like two or more nights, then you know, in my view, I'm living there. So 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 if I'm living there, then I, I want to be as comfortable as possible. So, 
I'll take my carpet slippers because you know you, you you're walking around a hotel room. Um, you know, all right, they clean the place, but you know, let's be honest, it's a hotel room. God knows what's been on that floor. <laughs> so therefore, I want something to protect my little feeties. So I'll take my own carpet slippers, which I clean when I come back, <laughs> because yes, God knows what's been on that floor. <clears throat> I think the other thing, um, one of the other things uh, that I take with me uh, also, and this is only a recent thing because of um, having problems with, um, uh, you know, sinuses and breathing, that sort of thing, uh, is what I uh, refer to as the steamy, steamy bowl. (laughs) Now, the steamy, steamy bowl is, in fact, just a plastic bowl, um, which uh, I I nicked from underneath the cupboard with all the cooking stuff uh, a couple of years back, and then marked on it with a marker pen because initially i was using vix you know vix um inhaling thing that the vix uh, vapor rub that you put on your chest and what have you and i was uh, uh, melting that down in water and um and you know that works that helps to, it does everything. but unfortunately it leaves the bowl all sticky and then you try and wash it and it's just like it's gooing it's horrible um and then recently i've got hooked onto the menthol crystals Dun, dun, dun. I'll do that again. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and these are really cool. Um, you, you, they're basically menthol crystals, and then you just drop them in a bowl of hot water, and it's great, and yeah, and it works, and it doesn't leave any um, stickiness around the bowl. You can clean the bowl, put it away, and oh, it's all good. And I take that bowl with me now. <laughs> so... You know, if I'm staying away, then I've got the little crystals with me. And, uh, you know, uh, before I go out in the morning to go to work, hot water, head, towel and everything. Uh, God help us if, you know, housekeeping comes in. (laughs) And there's a man there, oh, horrible. And all this, like, you know, basically I make the room smell like an old people's home, you know. But no, but these are the things that you, you know, if you're going to be staying away, you know, I think I think I'll need them. You know, this is what I would do at home. So therefore, I'll take these things with me now. And the other one, particularly when I'm staying, there's a a range of hotels called Premier Inns. Anybody in the UK will know the Premier Inn. And generally uh, with Premier Inns, um, the electrical outlet sockets, that's plugs sockets to you and me, aren't by the side of the bed. They're actually um, way down the bed on the other side of the room um, by the you know, where the desk is, you know, uh, below the TV and everything, where the kettle and everything is. So you generally don't have plugs by the bed. So I take an extension uh, lead with me, um, which is... Um, I, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't measure the room. I didn't purpose... You know, because Premier in rooms are generally all the same size. It just so happens that I've got this extension lead that extends from where the kettle plug is right up to the side of the bed. And it's great. And then you can, you know, you don't have to sit there all the time. You can charge your phone up. Because that's the other thing, isn't it? You're charging your phone. Because you always want to, like, you know, check Facebook. <laughs> or, you know, check Instagram or... Who's listening to my podcast? God damn it, you know. Or worse still, if if the phone makes a you know notification of something in the middle of the night and the phone's at the other side of the room where the kettle is and up beside you, you know, and you think, well, I, I won't say what I think. You think, oh dear, um, what shall I do? Should I go and get that? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, those are the those aren't the exact words that I think I probably I probably think some far worse things than that. But I, I have you noticed as well the the number of 
things that have notifications on your on your phone, the number of apps uh, and the number of different ways that you've got to um, turn things off. You know, in, in the different settings, depending on whether you've got an iPhone or a uh, or whatever the other platform is, Android. That's right. Is there another one? God knows. Oh, maybe Windows Phone. Does anybody have a Windows Phone, by the way? I don't know anybody with a Windows Phone. But yeah, interesting. Sorry, uh, yeah, shoes, shoes, shoes. Yeah, we were talking about shoes, weren't we? Or I was talking about shoes. Oh, yes, yes, uh, here we go. Some interesting facts about shoes. So, ever hear of the term two left feet, it says? It wasn't until 1818 that the right shoe was invented. What? (laughs) Until that time, there was no distinction between shoes made for left or right feet. Uh huh. The first pair of right and left footed shoes were made in Philadelphia. Of course. I mean, it had to be an American thing. You know, obviously, shoes weren't made for comfort up to this point. Obviously. Well, interesting fact. I don't really know. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, yeah, this is an American website, isn't it? Um, so, Shoe Museum. The only shoe museum in North America is located in Toronto, Ontario. Oh, a Canadian shoe museum. Um, this museum showcases shoes spanning over four and a half thousand years. Wow, really? Shoes. Oh, what, what about this one? Some shoes are just dangerous to wear. During the 16th century, aristocratic women began to wear shoes that were extremely high-heeled. <laughs> this takes me on to one of those um, interesting shoe stories that I have. Um, well, I think it's interesting anyway. So, so um, me and me, and my darling wife, uh, the lovely Mrs. F, um, a couple of years back, several years back, we were in Paris. That's Paris, France, not Paris, Texas. Uh, <laughs> you just have to make sure that people understand where. You. So I was in Paris, Paris, France. I was actually on there on business, and and uh, you know, she'd blagged the flight, and <laughs> and we decided to make a little holiday of it. So while I was um, this is this is pre steamy steamy ball, by the way, um, and and pre electrical extension. Um, so this is when I was just taking case of normal stuff and then having to go down to breakfast, speak French, get in a taxi, speak French. I tell you what, <clears throat> speaking French, when you're at school and you're learning French, OK, and uh, it's all very, uh, you know, Monsieur, uh, Madame Marceau, uh, you know, um, uh, um, blah, de, blah, de, blah, and blah, blah, blah. And you think, okay, I've done it. I've got my little O level, whatever it is at school, and I won't never have to use French ever again. My God. <laughs> so when I went to work in France, <laughs> I tell you, 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 you suddenly... I actually took a little crib sheet. I managed to find some school notes tucked away in, uh, in the box in the wardrobe, you know, um, which was next to some more shoes that I never realised I had. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, it was to do with verbs, uh, être and avoir, you know, all those ones that you learn in, uh, that you learn in school. I took those with me, and because it means nothing once you get over there, because just like your own country, everybody's got different accents and different dialects, and you don't learn that when you're learning a language. You don't learn accents and dialects. Like um, I worked in Paris, and I worked in in down in Bordeaux as well, down in the southwest, and totally different accent, totally different. Um, in, in fact, totally different attitude as well. But that's another thing. But yeah, and then all of a sudden you've got to learn how to get in a taxi and, and go somewhere. 
you know, casual French conversation. My God. I mean, I can't remember it now. This was years ago. But, you know, to have French, <laughs> casual French conversation with people. But the worst was technical stuff. Because a lot of, um, uh, you, you know, in the computerized world, it's English. Granted, it might be North American English, but it's English. So English is the word for things. So um, so when you go to France, there is not a, 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 a French um, translation for uh, words in English um, for, for, for technical computerized things. So um, the, so you, you, you'd hear this conversation and, and it'd be uh, Windows 8, uh, oh, they do have a word for laptop. What is laptop again? Anybody up there? What's the French for laptop? Oh, God, I should know this. Anyway, so that was that was learning French. But we so we were staying in um, in Versailles, where there there is a palace. If you didn't know it, you can Google it. There is a palace in Versailles, and we were staying in Versailles. And uh, outside the um, the main gates and the courtyard that runs down to the palace, it's all cobblestones. I mean, it's I think it's about. Half a mile of cobblestones or something. It's 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 ridiculous. So so we'd done the tour of the palace. Uh, interestingly enough, there I think there's only two toilets in the whole of the palace, and they were all on the queen's side. So, yeah, if you've seen History of the World Part One with Mel Brooks, where um, <laughs> I think there's something to do with the piss boy in the piss buckets. Well, that that's the reason why there were only two toilets in the palace of Versailles, and were both on the queen's side. So. Back to the cobblestones. So we were there, and we'd uh, uh, done the, done the tour, and we were sitting out on on, on the edge near the um, the benches and things just by the courtyard. And we were having chips, that's fries, to you know some of you. And a coach pulls up, and it was a lot of uh, Italian women. Uh, you could tell they were Italian because there's lots of apologies for my Italian accent there. <laughs> and my stereotyping and you know god knows what else hang on need a drink so uh, all these italian women and the thing about italian women it doesn't really matter what age they are something that i've noticed is on a sunday they will dress to the nines i mean they're, they're just so perfectly dressed they must spend like i don't know saturday night getting ready <laughs> you know so they can go out on sunday generally probably to church first and then off to somewhere else but there was a coach lot of italian women all various ages and they're getting off this coach and and naturally uh you know italian women they they like to look good dress good wear good shoes with high heels uh, i began to see what happens next <laughs> so uh, there we are, sitting in the courtyard in Versailles, Paris, France, or Versailles, France, and uh, all these Italian women getting off the coach, and they start to walk, or they try to walk, and it was, God, it was the funniest thing you'd ever seen. Well, it's the funniest thing that we'd ever seen, because they were literally holding on to each other, as like, timbo, <laughs> these women are falling all over, all over the place. Because of the cobblestones, it was great, and they literally had to make like a human chain <laughs> to get over to the fence off to one side. And some of them were laughing, some of them, were, some of them had actually hurt the knees and things. Oh, it was brilliant! And then they had to somehow manoeuvre the way up the side of this fence, uh, you know, towards the entrance, so that so they didn't have to walk on the cobblestones. But ever since then, of course, we uh, any time we see um, uh, ladies with high heels, we just refer to them as. Uh, ladies with Versailles heels, because that's the way. That's the way it is. I'm just going back to the um, sh uh, interesting shoe facts. Wait a minute. You will wear these shoes. It's the law.
Apparently, monarchs typically dictated the types of fashionable shoes that would and would not be worn. These are usually reasons behind their madness. What? Uh, in England, Henry VIII made wide-tied shoes popular. He made a law that shoes were to be six inches wide. The reason, supposedly, was to cover his gout-stricken feet. Ah, uh, do you know, I, I, I mean... Uh, <laughs> You know, without checking these things, you, you just don't believe it, do you? I mean, I, I, I don't believe it anyway. So, uh, what was it doing? Oh, yeah, shoes, Paris, France. Oh, yeah, Versailles heels, that's right, yeah. Uh, well, do you know what? I think I'm coming to the end of this now because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like... Um, I just wanted to prove the fact that uh, even though... You might have thought this was a load of rubbish. <laughs> I, I just wanted to prove the fact that if you want to do a podcast about anything... You can actually just pick a subject and think about it for a second. Maybe think about it a little bit longer than I did. Um, do a bit more research, probably a bit more than I did. And then you can actually just talk utter nonsense for about 20 minutes. Thank you very much. Well, that's the end of another show from wonderful Radio Flanagan and me, Paul Flanagan. I hope you've enjoyed it. I know I have. <laughs> and, um, well, I'll uh, catch you next time on Wonderful Radio Flanagan.